All right, welcome everybody to Be More Kansas City. I think this is number 18 now. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm here with Kaylin and Jarrett, who are part of Yvonne and Mitchell. They've created Yvonne and Mitchell. Uh, Y-V-O-N-N-E-A-N-D and M-I-T-C-H-E-L. Yep. Yep. Find yep. them on Instagram, TikTok, and their website, Yvonne and Mitchell, all the way through. Very easy to find. We'll link it right down here. Um, so welcome, first and foremost, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. My first question, right out the gate, y'all upcycled. They upcycle clothing. I should have mentioned that. What is that? Um, so upcycling is a ten- essentially taking old used fabrics, discarded fabrics, um, and repurposing them into garments that are of higher quality and value. You could upcycle anything, really. There are people who upcycle furniture. We just specialize in clothing right now. Um, and we've been doing that for... We've been running the business for five years. Okay. Um, but we've been selling upcycled garments for two? Yeah, two years. Two. About yeah. two years? Okay. Yeah. So five years you've been in business. What was it before uh, the clothing? We were just selling um, vintage pieces, just reselling. Okay. Uh, we started in college where we met, University of Missouri. And um, we one of our favorite things to do, still to this day, is go thrifting together. All of our clothes are thrifted. Um our furniture, everything. We just, we really, really enjoy it. And so we also really had um, a shared love of fashion and design and clothing. Um, So when we got together, that kind of exploded. And we were just spending all of our time doing that together. We'd get complimented on what we were wearing. And back then, I feel like thrifting wasn't as well known as it is now. This was 2016, 2017. Okay. and I, I mean, I kind of grew up uh, thrifting, antiquing with my mother. That's uh, kind of what got me started in it. And Likewise, you. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we were selling vintage clothing um, the end of our freshman year at Mizzou into, oh. our, uh, into our sophomore year. Um, and my mother taught me how to sew at a young age, pretty young age, like right before high school. And... Uh, I didn't really use those skills too much in high school, but after um, starting the uh, vintage clothing business with Kaylin, I started kind of putting my own touch on things here and there, mm-hmm. and it slowly got to the point where people uh, seemed to like our like one-off. Two years ago, we switched completely to selling uh, one-of-one upcycled, upcycled pieces. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, um, we would be thrifting and he would set aside different pieces, maybe like damaged pieces that had holes or stains, stuff that was less likely to be worn. And he'd just kind of play with it, you know, so here and there. And as the years went on, I told him, I was like, this stuff is really cool. Like, this is cooler than the vintage that we're reselling. And not only that, it's your personal design. And these are one-of-one pieces that you can't find anywhere else in the world. That's the best part of it, I think. Right? I agree, because everyone deserves to feel special. And clothing is such a cool um, avenue for self-expression. And whenever you own and you wear a piece that makes you feel special and makes you feel good, that energy, like you carry that with you. And you remember that, you know? And so being able to provide that experience for people was something that we thought was so cool. We were like, we should do this. And um, prior to starting the business, he had shared with me when we first met that ever since he was younger, he had always wanted to be a designer. Um, he's really interested in shoes and he would you know, design cars when he was younger. His brothers were telling me about that. And so he'd always wanted to be a designer. And when I saw these pieces that he was making, I was like, you need to do this. This is something that you've thought about your whole life. Now's the time and I'm here to help you and figure out how we can make we can, you know, pivot the business from just reselling vintage to reselling your own designs. And also, I feel like it helped us become more sustainable because then we could hone in on trying to fix things that, you know, if not very many people know how to sew. So if you see something that has holes or stains at the thrift store, you're less likely to buy it compared to the other stuff. Mm. And we learned a few years ago, um, I think the statistic is like three, Force of um, thrift, thrift store discards go straight to the landfill. So all this, 
Basically, 75% of the stuff that doesn't get sold at thrift stores doesn't even get a chance to be recycled into new textiles or different fabrics. It just goes straight to the landfill. And te- textile waste is a, is a really big issue right now. So we what thought- What is that, textile waste? It's basically just all of the discarded clothing. Okay. Um, clothing nowadays is made out of certain fabrics, modern fabrics, like different kinds of polyester- Okay. Um, that can't be recycled. Synthetic. Um, a lot of synthetic, uh, a lot of plastic in mm-hmm. these fabrics. Mm-hmm. And in the polyester? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of these new fabrics that uh, it seems like they're coming out with a new fabric uh, every week. But. Yeah. And um, 1%, less than 1% of today's fabrics can be recycled because of the type of material, which means that that 99% just goes straight to the landfill. And we're talking worn clothes, but also brand new um, items that don't even get bought or worn, they just take them to the landfill. All these fast fashion brands that are making thousands of one product, and if they only sell a couple hundred, then the rest just go get thrown away. And um, because of those modern fabrics and the plastics, they don't disintegrate. It's hard to actually, you know, waste. It just kind of piles up, and that's what happens with this clothing. And um, so we thought it was really cool being able to hone in on the clothing that was most likely to end up in the landfill and okay. he could try to bring it back to life and repurpose it into something new that someone would wear again. So I love the uh well it's a twofold thing. One, you're using your you're expressing yourself through your own creative energy and two, you're being less wasteful. It's a it's a win win to me. Yeah. yeah. So my next question well, I want to know how this started. You ended up in Ivana Mitchell, and I love to see the growth of things. So you met at Mizzou. How did what did you what were you did you go to school for originally? Um, I was in school for a health science degree. Okay. Um, I grew up in a, a family that's in the healthcare industry, um, and I just kind of thought that was the path that I was on. Okay. And um, I I enjoyed it in school. I loved the classes I was in, but. Uh, like I said, early on in school, we started this business and I really liked where it was going. And by the time I graduated, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to pursue this, this degree anymore. Uh, A lot of my friends and people that I had in classes were going to OT school, um, PT school. And I just didn't really want to be in school anymore. I kind of wanted to see where this business could take us. Mm -hmm. So, um, Right after graduation, I kind of jumped into the the deep end and took this on um, with a full head of steam. Um, But yeah, and Kaylin, she was working part-time throughout school Mm -hmm. and um, still is. And now I work a couple days out of the week at a um, a place called Scraps KC. Okay. Uh, It is a... It is a creative reuse center, so okay. a lot of the stuff that we even use on our pieces, I get at this um, at this place. What uh, is scraps? Is that a is that a thrift store? Um, it's kind of set up like a thrift store. It's a donation based, so mm-hmm. um, businesses or just anyone in the community who is going through um, their old like craft supplies, anything they can craft with. They can donate to, okay. to scraps, I would say. Um, I would check the website to make sure that we are taking the things that you have. <laughs> but, uh, they but take yeah. a lot, yeah. And um, going back to the journey thing, while he was going to school for health sciences, I was going to school for journalism, strategic communications, which is essentially just a fancy word for marketing. Oh, um, So okay. that's what I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... I, that's what I ended up getting my degree in, and that's mm. what I do now for Yvonne Mitchell, but also for my part-time job that he mentioned. Okay. Um, I, I super, feel super blessed because it, it's really what I'm passionate about, the social media, the content creation. Um, I built our website, SEO, all that stuff. Yeah. I really, really enjoy, so I'm able to do that with Yvonne Mitchell and my part-time job, and that's what I went to school for. So, um, yeah, I, I really, really love it, and we met our sophomore year of college and basically started the business almost right away. And I mean, it really just being on a college campus like Mizzou, because it's so concentrated and there's so, there's so many people in one small area, you know, when we would wear our stuff or our friends would wear our stuff, you just see someone walk into class and you're like, Oh, I like that. Like what you got on? And you tell them, and really our business grew only from word of mouth, mouth still to this day. Oh, really? I don't think we've paid for 
any paid marketing <laughs> at all because it was just it was just the right place the right time being in being in that area with our targeted demographic of you know mm. it just it it really grew way faster than we thought it would i mean we just really started it to sort of explore this new creative side of ourselves and mm -hmm. also pay for college so it was like <laughs> we need to make some money to pay for school but we also want to do something we love so let's just see if this works and yeah it just it 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 really blossomed at mizzou and i owe so much to that school i i met him i met my best friends we started the mm. business i learned so much the people there were amazing so i feel like that was really where it all started yeah and also a big reason why we're in kansas city because he's from Missouri. I'm okay. from the Illinois side of St. Louis. I say St. Louis because it's right outside St. Louis. But yeah. um, because it's Missouri's where it all started, that's why we felt so passionately about coming here to Kansas City mm. and sort of like we said, establishing our roots of our business here. Okay. To, to sort of, you know, establish ourselves because Kansas City was just calling to us and we, we love Missouri so much and we owe all of our growth and yeah. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail, uh, the <laughs> nail with the hammer right now as well. Being in Kansas City with how much it's growing, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there's so much opportunity here, and especially with the mission of that y'all have is like it's it's what is needed mm -hmm. for the future ahead, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, because like I was telling you before we started, like the whole point of this is to just find the people that you wouldn't see that aren't being yeah. marketed or advertised or on the news or anything to give you all the spotlight so that people can see yeah. what everybody's trying to do. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I, I appreciate that. There, There is... The community here in Kansas City has really blown us away. Mm. We've been here for two years now. So after we graduated college, um, I lived at home, he lived at home for a little bit to sort of figure out where we wanted to go and what we were going to do. Okay. Um, and, you know... There was something inside of us telling us Kansas City, but then there were a lot of external factors that were making us sort of look different ways. I even had close family members being like, if, if you want to make it in fashion, if you want to make it in this industry, why, why, are you, why do you want to stay in Missouri? You need to go to New York. You need to go to L.A. And honestly, I feel like the type of people we are, if someone tells us we can't do something, we kind of want to prove them wrong. <laughs> even if it's harder, we want to prove that it can be done if you really want it to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And also... To me, I was like, you're saying exactly why I want to go to Kansas City because, you know, New York, L.A., those big cities are, are amazing. But there's also other amazing places that are often overlooked. And I want to shine light on those places. And I want to show that there's just as amazing people and things to do in places like Kansas City. Yeah. And moving here confirmed that. The two years that we've been here, it has just, it's been so amazing and so cool and we've met wonderful people like you who are really passionate and purpose-driven in what they do and i think because it is often like an overlooked or what do they call them the flyover cities yeah for sure <laughs> everyone rides for each other you know yeah. what i'm saying and we're like we're in this together we're gonna help each other out it's not a dog eat dog world out here it's mm -hmm. it's you know you're a part of our community and we're gonna uplift you and we're gonna love you and we're gonna support you and that's so special and so important for young entrepreneurs who are getting started because you face so much adversity. You need those yeah. people to You're lean back right. on. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I just talked a lot. <laughs> no, please. Talk, the I told you, I told you, she, she's the talker. Um, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, I can tell, I, I can stay, tell, but it, it looks like a, a, a synchronized relationship. You guys really yeah. feed yeah, off no, each definitely. other. Everything that I'm not, she is. And I, I feel like, I feel like it's the same and yeah. kind of with the business too. I do all of the designing, all of the sewing, um, and she handles all the social media, all the promotion. Business and, uh, operations. Yeah, kind of yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So Yvonne and Mitchell, it sounds very designer. Where'd you come up with the name? Um, our middle names. No kidding? Yeah, yeah. our <laughs> middle name is Yvonne. Cool. My middle name is Mitchell. And uh, yeah, I don't. it didn't really take us that long to get... Uh, uh, to f like figure that name out. I don't know, something just kind of rang... Uh, mm -hmm. when we first came up with it. It sounds and great. Thank you. Yeah, it know. sounds it, great. It's, it's authentic to us because it's our name. So yeah. Yeah. Also, also my um, granny's middle name is also Yvonne. Okay. She spells it with a U instead of a Y, but she's like 
one of hands down one of the most important people in my life i love her so much and so my middle name is very special to me for that reason so it also mm. felt really significant as sort of like um like an ode to her honoring her so 100%. yeah yeah are you ukrainian polish <laughs> i'm half black half white okay yeah. no kidding i thought <laughs> yeah. you were eastern european for sure oh 100 it's the cheekbones oh thank you <laughs> yeah, that's what i thought thank you I, I i get a lot of questions that are similar to that i've heard it all but yeah, yeah. half black half white okay um yeah okay <laughs> so now on top of uh, to tag along with the designer theme how do y'all i have my own opinions about designer but i want to hear from a designer himself what do you think about designer clothing its impact on the world is it necessary i i think any way that anyone can express themselves and truly be who they are is is important it's what's needed in this world and uh if people love, if, to me, designer is the, the highest level of um, clothing production. Um, like, I, I don't know, you got you got low end where it's at just about every kind of um, outlet store. Like Gildan. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I hate Gildan. Are those the right. Yeah, yeah, I hate them. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, designer is just kind of like the... Um, or that term is supposed to kind of mean like the upper echelon of, of clothing. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I really like subscribe to that all the way because, uh, well, in terms of like being the, the highest, the highest end, the most like care that goes into things, I think that's true. But I think anyone who um, makes little alterations on their clothes and things like they're a designer. That's designer. For sure. That's designer clothing. Okay. Because the, the reason I ask is because that I've seen some videos about like, well, and what really, really sparked this is because this was right after I uh, asked you guys to come on. And I had saw, I think it was Balenciaga make a, a, a leather cow skin trash bag look oh, I saw that. you saw this I saw that. okay so and i'm sitting here thinking it you know and this may be just my own problem as well but it felt like what a slap in the face like mm. it, it does feel like that partially but then i read about it mm. and i understood you know i learned about the materials that they put into it mm -hmm. but it just confuses me as to why that mm. Like, why have that? Mm -hmm. It feels like a slap in my face. It's a juxtaposition. I, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, some things, I think, are are supposed to be the slaps in the faces, and that's mm. just with any, like, medium, um, mm. art medium. Like, I don't know. I'm sure people that were viewing some of Picasso's things were like, man, this is a slap, into, a slap in the face to, like, these amazing, like, Intricate. portraits. and um, Very interesting and, take. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't. I don't really feel one way or the other about Balenciaga. I I love its heritage and and things like that. But honestly, kind of getting into this designer talk, like we really don't, we really don't know too much about. Okay, these you really just yeah. stay in your lane. And yeah. You're focused. Yeah. Same. Same with the sewing and things. I really don't have the technical skills that a lot of people do. That like went to school for this stuff. I don't do things the same way that they do. Um, I just kind of have the basic skills my mom gave me, mm -hmm. and I I feel like our creativity together is what has really like brought our business to where it is and has given us the opportunities it has. Um, yeah, do you have anything? Yeah, I I think just we don't have that traditional education, which has sort of forced us to learn this industry our own way. And so obviously, because we're only drawing from our personal experiences and personal inspiration, I think it um, is really tailored to like our, our unique perspective, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I do have those moments a lot of the times where, you know, I'll tell Jared, I'm like, I don't know any of these designers or like, I feel like I don't know anything because fashion, the industry is, you can feel, I don't know the right word for it, but there's so much to it. And it can feel, I don't know if prestigious is the right word, but it just, it can be intimidating, pretentious maybe. I don't know. It can just, it can feel intimidating sometimes. And I don't know, looking at brands like Balenciaga, it's like, it feel, wonder, well, it is exclusive. I mean, it literally it is, is. It is. Yeah. yeah um, 
we don't really have any of those designer brands, so we just try to make things that we think are at at least at that level of um, uniqueness and oh, your your like stuff that. is incredibly like that's that. that's your stuff that. is unique, mm-hmm. and that. and. You know, I, I'm not comparing your stuff to Balenciaga no, 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 in any way. No. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, I wasn't trying to. Okay, trying it's too complete. In my brain, it's two completely different things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as a designer, that's what I'm good at is just being curious, asking no, people questions. No, that's important. Bring them on. Yeah, yeah. That's important. Yeah. And also, I don't know, like, it, it's fun to talk about. Sorry. It's fun to talk about this, too. And because it's like the same questions you're asking, we have. Yeah, again, okay. We really don't yeah, know much yeah, about so, it that much yeah. <laughs> outside of what we do. So it's, yeah. it's nice to have this conversation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, you know, designer fashion out, but your designer fashion <laughs> is in. So, my, this is a more technical question. I, I noticed on one of your social media posts that you like longer sleeves. Mm. Why? This is interesting because. I might. Can I take credit for this? Is this is that true? Because I'm like. <laughs> Let's see. Because I I always tell Jared my entire life I've always. I I'm taller. I have like longer legs and arms. So finding pants that were long enough for me and shirts, especially while thrifting, was really hard. And so I told Jared long sleeves are just the way to go. I always like to you know curl my hands up in there. Like you know the sweatshirts. I don't know. Yeah. I always like them oversized. And so when he started sewing, I would ask him to put long sleeve, like longer sleeves, add length to some of the clothes. So I feel like that might have played a part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely, that definitely played a part. Um, but I guess to get a little technical on the designer side of things, um, I'm really interested in shapes and silhouettes, and I think a long sleeve um, juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. No, but what? Uh, Juxtaposes. Juxtaposes. Maybe. With like a, a shorter cropped or, or boxy fit, the, the shape just flows better. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I look at things, more shapes and trying to create um, different shapes that that flow, honestly. And okay. I think the long sleeves, okay. the, the long sleeves had a nice, um, they had length. While I like to crop things and make them a little more boxy, I don't know. They just play well together. Yeah, I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Uh-huh. It, there's a boxy torso, yeah. and you like to cut it off a little bit, yeah. and then the length on the sleeves, yeah, juxtaposes. Yeah. It's a contrast. Yeah. yeah. I love and, that. And we both have really long arms, so. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so kind of necessity, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see, that I have the exact... Dude. I uh, I have small arms and small legs, so. Do you have to get stuff hemmed? I should. <laughs> I'd never do, but I absolutely should. My the medium shirts, the small shirts that fit well on the shoulder, mm. drench my arm. And yeah. It's, I hate it. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's a simple hem. It would mm-hmm. fix that, huh? Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly, to this day, I've never known that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I've learned from him sewing to his capability for me is difficult but the basics of sewing of hemming stuff or cropping it Mm -hmm. isn't as hard as i thought it would be and seeing him sort of teach himself as he went inspired me to be like just play around there's no pressure and you can do it it's not as out of reach as you thought you know because i thought you have to go to fashion school you have to know all these terms Mm -hmm. and but watching him just sort of wing it and learn as he goes it's it's not as bad. So you could just look up a few tutorials on YouTube and look into him and your stuff if you wanted to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's actually not as hard. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of like winging it, and this is a question at the very beginning I had that you just reminded me of again. You're going to school for uh, well, I guess you're kind of in the the realm that you were going to study for, but you yeah. Jared, are mm-hmm. really not even in the same realm at all. No, no. So don't. I'm I'm sure there was a level of fear to say no no college I want to I want to do this. So what was what, like what was one or a couple things that compelled you to make that leap to go in your own way and express yourself creatively? Um Honestly, I don't know if I would have done it if it wasn't for her and for her um like backing me up and just being there yeah. and believing uh like in us together and believing in the business. Um 
I don't know. And, and just the people we were around, they really saw something that I don't even know if we really saw at the time because we were just kind of doing it. Uh, like mm. Kaylin said, as a way for us to like buy groceries and things. So we're just we were just working and it was a lot of fun for us. But I think some of the people around us, some of our friends were like, you guys like really have something. And um, some like little opportunities came up and that kind of boosted our confidence. And uh I mean, even from a young age, my mom has has given me a lot of freedom uh, to pursue like what I what I truly want. Although she's worked in the health industry her whole life, she's a, a dental hygienist and um, personal trainer. Uh, wow. uh, teaches know. aerobics <laughs> classes, um, but so she she of course would probably have liked me to follow out all the way through mm -hmm. and to get a job in an industry that's a little more secure mm -hmm. but I don't know Kaylin and like what we have together um, just gave me a lot of confidence to really to really just try to go for it and right after school I kind of just realized like how young we are and how much like time that we actually do have to really um, pursue our dreams and to really try to make something out of out of this one chance that we have here yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. even if it even if it fails like I got her um, at least I, I do now so so we're, <laughs> we're cool no y'all are a power couple y'all yeah. I swear to god you all are a power I, I couple appreciate <laughs> yeah, I appreciate love y'all guys thank you yeah Likewise, this is such a great connection I will add to that and just say that the confidence in even still to this day, is something we struggle with all the time. You know, we, it kind of goes in waves. We just got off of mm. a lower wave where we were, you know, you're second guessing everything. Mm. You're like, am, am I on the right track? Is this meant to be? Maybe this isn't meant to be. And I feel like consistently we're shown that the hard parts in this, even, even the lowest parts still outweigh, you know, those maybe quote unquote higher parts that we would experience doing something that we're not truly passionate about, if that yeah, makes sense. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? It's the underlying passion and love for what you do will always outweigh everything else rather than compromising out of like fear or insecurities to do something that might temporarily feel better mm -hmm. or more secure. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like owning a business is a great, um, a great test of that to sort of, you know, put you through a lot of roller coaster emotions, experiences, and see if you can still yeah. believe in yourself through all of it. Yeah. I, I, I truly feel that that's where like real life is, is when you're, when you're on that roller coaster up and down, that's those, those really hard moments and those really good moments are like what we're here to actually feel. Mm. And owning a business so far, we've had, a, we've had a lot of highs and a lot of lows and, um, what was one of the highs? What was one of the highest highs you've had? Oh, um, I know this one. You go ahead. I I will say it was last year of March. We got um, to do a collaboration with Vice in Refinery29. Vice? Yeah. Which is something we grew up watching. Yeah, and I, same. Even like, and I, I feel like we've had conversations before years ago of me just being like I love Vice as a company same with him and like this, the content they create and um, even the way they deliver news they're just such a cool company and um, actually someone that we both knew at Mizzou mm -hmm. now works for Vice who also owns Refinery29 and so okay. we made that connection in Columbia and um, last year he reached out to us and said, we're looking to do a project on upcycling. And y'all were the first people that came to mind. So are you, are you down to do an interview and to, you know, try something like this? I was like, are you kidding me? And so um, originally they were going to do sort of like um, an upcycling competition with designers from across the country. Okay. And then they sort of pivoted. I don't know what made them but they ended up just coming to kansas city and doing a special on us and then scraps kc okay we didn't even know scraps <laughs> kc existed until that collaboration and they okay. filmed us going to scraps and getting materials from scraps and making stuff out of what we found there and that was the first time we were like a place like this exists in kansas city we never knew because we were still new to the city but when that came out, it really helped our business. We grew a lot from it. 
And I would say that was one of my favorites. Yeah, and that whole project was sponsored by Levi's. Yeah. And that was, um, I don't know, since our inception, uh, like Levi's has just been um, a brand that we love to work with uh, in terms of upcycling. Um, their quality of, denim. of their denim is going to live on forever. So hmm. um, that, that was really cool. Seeing seeing a, an email that said Yvonne Mitchell, ex Levi's, ex Vice Media, like that, that was really Surreal. cool. Absolutely. Really cool. So, yeah. um, did you have something else? Oh, I was just going to say another one. Um, this last Super Bowl, we got asked to make an outfit for a Super Bowl performance. Didn't really um, go through how we would have wanted because okay. uh we had a in time. yeah we had a short notice um we were out we found a piece that i could upcycle stayed up all night working on it and the next day we had to overnight it uh-huh and it was supposed to be um used in like a fitting the next day and the fitting is like will this fit will this work for the person who's going to be wearing it like super bowl like millions yeah. and millions of people watching yeah. so they got to make sure it's right and we shipped it out and it didn't get there in time for the fitting so it didn't even have didn't even have um like the chance but gotcha. just being asked that another another email like headline super bowl yvonne mitchell like that was that was really cool <laughs> no, that's sick that's i still really yeah cool. i still have the screenshot of the just the email popping up my eyes i was like is this real life right now what's going on it's just who was it for um, Janae, I don't know, Aiko, Aiko. Oh, Janae, what? Yeah. You were Which asked is, to make a, something for her? Yeah, and she still has it. That's the thing. We, oh, her God. stylist has it. We reached uh, out because we were like, hey, um, since, since she didn't end up wearing it, are you? do you plan on sending it back? And she's like, well, Janae really likes the piece. We just haven't had an event to wear it at, so we'd like to hold on to it. So fingers crossed one day, maybe a year, two years later, she's wearing it. Who knows? But that's another <laughs> that thing so awesome. that we've we've listened to her for years, both of us together and individually. And um, so that was really, really cool. Now, do you know how they found you? Do you have any idea or it just came up one day? I, I think just social media. Yeah. I, I don't know. We have two pages. We have the Yvonne Mitchell and then we have the experiments too. Which, okay. Um, Yvonne Mitchell is where it all started. So when we first started our business, it was solely Instagram for like the first few years. We didn't even have a website yet. And so that's like the main page. And then once I had the talk with Jared, I was like, we should start selling your one of one pieces and incorporating them. Um, he was like, well, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm playing around in the room all day. I'm sewing stuff. I make a few pieces a day, but I don't want to wait and hold off until we can put them in a collection. I kind of just want to have like, um, just like just a, an outlet, just an outlet to, um, like constantly post on like, mm-hmm. um, and that like a little was more consistent. In- yeah. yeah. Okay. And that was the inception of experiments and it's kind of like a portfolio kind of page Mm -hmm. um i guess i'm kind of just um i'm just testing experimenting yeah i'm experimenting (laughs) i'm testing i'm trying to show my versatility um yeah yeah. i think that's where she found us because a lot of the stuff that he's posted on there um has been has been shared quite a few times and so i'm pretty sure that her stylist found us on experiments page or tiktok maybe gotcha but yeah so Jared, you seem like a and pardon me if this is really yeah, off the mark. Me, me. <laughs> you seem like a guy of a few words. You, you you feel like a thinker to me. Is is that true? Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Do you, are you would you say you're almost to like is it the only thing you think about is just creating new stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that that was kind of how it's been um since a child and my dream my whole life was to make a living off of like creation i didn't know at that time what i was going to be creating Mm -hmm. and i think clothing is just kind of the first medium that i really like grasped onto uh but yeah i've I've always been a a creator i've always been in my head i'm from a town of about 150 people we have a one stoplight uh it's called malta bend (laughs) missouri where is it? Shout Malta out. Bend, Missouri. It's Malta in between Bend. here and uh, in Columbia, right off of I-70. Okay. Um, very, very small farming community. Um, been 
my family, well, my mom has been living there uh, my entire life. Uh, yeah, it kind of made me who I am. But just being growing up in a town like that, not really having too many friends or like absolutely nothing to do. I think that just kind of led me to being in my head all the time and uh, and just trying to make things. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah, def- definitely a thinker. Um, Caitlin does all the talking. I, yeah, she's the she's the pretty face. I'm just You're the guy behind uh, the yeah, scenes. I'm, yeah. So textiles. That's something that, like corduroy. I don't understand why anybody would wear corduroy. I got some corduroy pants. I do love corduroy. And so that leads right into the question then. What what is texture? What does that add to uh, a a piece? Mm. Mm. I think texture a lot like um, shape, like there's uh, a lot like shapes. There's so many different kinds and I like to play with, um, I just like I like to play with shapes. I like to play with textures and um, I like to use like hard materials and really soft materials in the same piece or Mm. um, things that have ridges and something that's really smooth. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We like to do hardware and stuff too. I don't know if that really plays into texture, but um, I'll do a super like soft knit piece with a, a hard ring that I got off of like a purse or mm-hmm. um, like a tool belt or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Texture is just another thing I like to I like to play with and make people kind of wonder like why did he think of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but. A lot of denim yeah. too. A lot of denim. Yeah, I love love denim. Um, great texture. There's just so much you can do with it, you know. And good denim only gets better over time with the wear and the fading and the distressing and the discoloration. So I feel like. Um, oh, that's exactly what I was yeah, looking at. <laughs> yeah, we sell a lot of denim pieces. Yeah. So here's an example of the fade of some denim. Um, these pants were. Uh, like finished at the end, finished at the uh, the edge right here. Okay. And I released it, and over time, it uh, got this beautiful wear. But a lot of times with um, denim, some of these heavier fabrics, they'll already be cut and sewn, and then they go into dyeing. And um, so that's why some of the dye didn't get all the way in some of these cracks. Yeah. And once it's released, it really shows. Um, but yeah, this is, a. I, yeah. I'm really into, um, faded, faded clothing, faded denim. I, I just love the character it has and the kind of the story it tells. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And what do you mean the story? I see. It's just so out of my element. <laughs> what do you mean? How can denim tell a story? Um, I mean, just like these marks, um, on the on the top of my thighs, you can tell that um and like busted out knees. A lot of these people that are wearing mm. these heavy uh these heavy denim pieces are were like really hard workers. A lot of farmers. This pair right here is a, a Wrangler pair, and uh, might have even come from Kansas City because I'm pretty sure a long time ago there was a, a Wrangler factory here. And if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, Kansas City was one of the the largest manufacturing cities for Western wear at one point. Um, so a lot of, a lot of this denim that we find here in the Midwest is, has been worn by people that are out in the sun and it, and it gives some, Mm. some beautiful fades or out, uh, just working really hard. And I don't know, when I talk about the story it tells, like, I feel like when we put on some of these old pieces, like you, you can really kind of feel the history and Mm -hmm. we're just really about giving it a new life. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So talking about, you know, renovate or upcycling it, what are the, I mean, it seems like a really simple question, but for the, for my viewers that may just be tuning in and don't know, what is the detriment of fast fashion? What, I mean, yeah, and not only is fast, like fast fashion, um, is there other aspects of fashion that are as detrimental or detrimental as well that we could be Mm. aware of? It's just really overconsumption which is what fuels fast fashion. Um, and speaking to the detriments of it, there's like three major factors. The, the environmental factors to where, I can't remember the exact statistic. I'd written an article, article on this a while ago, so I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, 
the um, emissions total that are released from clothing production are more than aviation and international shipping combined, which is pretty crazy because you think of how much gas aviation and it takes to, yeah, carbon emissions. Yeah. And so that's just a small sliver. There are so many other alarming statistics that if you just Mm -hmm. Google um, the environmental impact of it, it'll really blow your mind because... um, Really, just within the last 10 to 20 years, clothing consumption has increased more than like 60%, which has a lot to do, I feel, with social media because you're posting more pictures, more people are seeing you online, you want to maintain this image. If you, you know, we're not like this, I'll wear whatever, however many times. But, you know, some people, if they post a photo in an outfit, they want to like, you know, they want to switch it up. So, you know, because of that factor of posting videos and photos online more often and people seeing you and what you're wearing, you're, you're naturally inclined to buy more clothing. And so to keep up with that higher demand, that's where these fast fashion brands come in and they sell them at a really cheap price and they, you know, they'll take one design and make thousands of it. And, you know, there's also a a social impact too of a lot of the times these garment workers are very underpaid and working in very poor conditions. And we're talking like sweatshops, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. That's which, what I thought. which also um, puts them at risk for, you know, sexual harassment and just a lot of poor working conditions that, yeah, child labor that just isn't good. But the reason why that those conditions are like that is because the focus is on getting the consumption out there, mm-hmm. getting those clothes out there and producing as much as possible to make as much money as possible, to sell as much as possible. So it's like the priority is on the clothes and the money rather than the people who are making the clothes. Of course. And that's yeah. just be- because, you know, on one hand, it's so cool to be living in a generation where fashion is becoming so large in real life and online, but also it comes, you know, with the other side of things, which yeah. is the detriments of it all. And um, so essentially it's just being more mindful about where your clothes are from and how they're made. And because fashion is becoming a lot bigger, sustainability is becoming a lot more important, which is a great thing. And so more businesses are being held accountable for how they make their clothing. And um, there's a sustainability index. I'm not sure how long it's been around fairly new, I want to say maybe less than 10 years, but um, it's not a requirement yet, I don't believe, for all companies to take part in this index, but it obviously makes your company look better if you're willing to take part in it and reveal your actual sustainability efforts. And so what this index is, is it's a full report, yearly report that just dives into a business's operations and you know how many employees they have, what the demographics look like, um, what their working conditions look like, what their carbon emissions look like. And then you get a full scope of how that company is actually creating their clothes and the impact that they're making on the environment. And so I think that's really cool because then it makes it easier for just like the everyday consumer like us to learn more and understand more about where we're getting our clothes. Cause that's not something I ever really thought about before we had this business. I was, you know, I just love clothes. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, for 21, mm-hmm. we're just shopping, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, but then, exactly. I, right. It's just like, you don't think about it. But then you, when we started the business and we started to care more about sustainability and how we could help make a difference, that's when I started looking into this stuff. And my mind was blown because it really is, there's so much to it. There's so much to it. I don't know if you want to add anything. Oh, yeah. I think you did a great job. Thanks. Okay. She's bringing up stats and things. So. <laughs> we need stats. Yeah. stats I did it. write an article. I did write an article, which is how I know this, uh-huh. because I really enjoy writing. And so for our website, I wrote a few on upcycling fashion because it is fairly new. And so I wanted to make sure, you know, spread the knowledge, share the knowledge. So that's how I know these statistics. I don't just like. <laughs> you just not just found stuff off. I, yeah. <laughs> I was looking them up and doing my research. <laughs> and, and you brought up a point where it's like, it, yeah, it, because fashion is an extension of your creativity of yourself and everybody wants to, to express themselves, but they also want to be like unique, mm-hmm. uh, generally anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it is important to consider, and this is to my audience, not to y'all, that humans are on the other end mm. of that clothing and it's yeah. it's so easy to not 
humanize the product, but it came from somewhere. Yeah. And and I'm at this point now where, um, I you know, I'm living on a budget, but I wish I didn't. Of course, mm-hmm. everybody doesn't. So I'm trying to figure out where I can spend my money locally. Yeah. And I, but I'm also tied to this fact of like, well, I have twenty bucks I can spend, and yeah. I need shorts. So I'm going to Ross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel, I, you know, it sucks, but, you know, it is what it is it's at this life. point. That's the reality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to talk about that because that is the reality for for everyone. I saw this quote um, because, unfortunately, where we're at right now, I know it's going to get better, but where we're at right now, sustainable fashion is more expensive because there's a lot more put into it mm-hmm. and sustainable fabrics are a lot harder to come by. It's limited quantity. And so I saw this really unique perspective of like, rather than asking why sustainable fashion is so expensive, why don't we ask why the average person can't afford it? Like there are bigger, um, great question, you know, like bigger economic issues at large here of like why people can't afford these things that we should all have access to. And so that's way out of our reach. But the happy medium we found was thrifting, which now is is more common thank goodness and like a lot more people are doing it thanks to like TikTok and instagram being able to watch people shop and see the type of things you can find in these stores but that was why we even got started in the first place because we we wanted to dress cool we wanted to wear fun stuff but we couldn't afford it and Mm -hmm. so we were like you know the thrift stores if if you're willing to spend time and be intentional about it. Like you can find some pretty cool stuff and even brand new stuff with tags still on it. Cool vintage stuff. Like, uh, thrift stores have a lot. So I think shopping secondhand, if you're unable to afford, um, sustainable fashion options that might be out of your budget. Thrifting is always the way to go for sure. Where are the, uh, the hot spots? If this is a, I hope I'm not blowing up your spot. And if if I am, please don't say it. (laughs) But where, where are some good spots that people no, can go? We're happy um, to share. Honestly, we we love checking out estate sales, yard sales. Okay. Um, you ever been to estate sale? Never. Uh, okay. Always wanted to. Okay. Um, but yeah, just any of like the thrift stores around too. Um, any Goodwill, Salvation Armies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yard selling and like estate sales are like what we really love the most. Yeah. Okay. Um. Is there like a space for like estate sales that you could look up maybe? Yeah, so yeah. estatesales.net. Um, of course. You can, <laughs> I know. Estatesales.net. <laughs> they make it real easy for us. <laughs> yeah. um, you, can, you just type in your zip code wherever you're at. And the cool thing about estate sales is that sometimes they'll have them during the week. Most of the time they're on the weekends though. And there's different ones every weekend because you only have one estate sale, right? So um it's really usually when people pass on or if people are just doing a big move and they want to get rid of all their stuff before they move, they'll just be selling basically everything in the house. I'm talking couch, TV, photo frames, clothing, silverware. People have sold food from the fridge before. <laughs> like, it gets pretty wild out there. But it's so cool because you all, you get to go inside someone's home and sort of like experience them that way which is a cool experience but also you get really great deals on stuff that even at the thrift store might be a little bit more expensive than what you're able to find at the estate sales um yeah with the popularity of thrifting um just becoming more and more um oh, popular the, a lot of thrift stores around here you can like sign up for like memberships and get like certain discounts weekends have like half off clothing days Mm -hmm. and things like that so definitely a good option um goodwill does like a 99 cent day uh which i think is sunday um but yeah a lot of the stuff that that you can find at thrift stores is also has has been around for a long time and uh it i would like to assume that if something's been around for a long time it's probably going to be around for like it's gonna it's gonna keep going yeah um a lot of things that were made early 2000s 90s like those things were made to last they weren't really using a lot of these fabrics that we are today um but but yeah yeah okay i appreciate that yeah estatesales.net i'm gonna check that out no you really should there's so many good ones around here too every weekend uh a couple more questions that i can think of at the top of my head for y'all um so one this is this is kind of a big question, and this is a question that I I try to encourage every single person to ask themselves. 
because I think it leads directly to like who we are like as an individual. And it is what is create, what has creativity done for you? And what do you think it does for kind of the world as a whole? Just expressing yourself and your own creative capacity. Ooh, that is a good question. Thank you for that. That is a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. I feel like I've been asked a lot of questions. See, I feel like I'm like, I I may not seem like it, but Jared, I'm like you in a lot of ways in that I think about a lot of shit all the time. And that's not a bad thing. No, I I love it. (laughs) Intellectual. Yeah. I feel like, for me, creativity is so many things. Like, how do I put this? It goes beyond like painting or fashion or singing, like the the traditional creative arts that you that you would you know think of that come to mind. Like even the way, even the way you deliver mail or like wipe a table. Like I don't know those. Even actions like that are so unique to you. That I think that, to me, the creativity is just like the epitome of the self, which might have been what you just said, but it's just leaning into whatever creative endeavor, you know, what whatever passion you have, whatever creativity looks like for you, is the ultimate act of self-love, I think. Mm. Because it's just like owning yeah. up to who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if I'm communicating this exactly no, how it's I'm in with my you head. 100%. I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. Like, does this sound right? But I just feel like it's the <laughs> ultimate act of self-love. Mm. And again, creativity looks different for everybody. But I think it's just leaning into who you really, really are inside. Because creativity, it you have to push boundaries and it makes you uncomfortable. You yeah. know, same self-confidence. You build that continuously as life goes on. And creativity is the same way. So I would say that. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, you asked kind of like what creativity has done for us mm. too in your question, and um, for me, it's it's um, kind of like been my whole life, and what I've prided myself on is like being close to like Kaylin said that that inner self, that soul, and that's kind of where I get my creativity from. Um, reflecting on past experiences and kind of what I'm going through and what inspires me. Um, expressing myself through my creativity is my way of showing the world like who I am. And when I feel like that's 100% like my authentic self, I feel like I'm doing the best that I can. And I feel like everyone who's alive should be striving to be the best versions of themselves. And mm. that's, that's really how we're gonna change the world. And for me, being creative and expressing myself is, is where I feel like I really am getting in touch with um, like who I truly am and why I'm truly here and, and that soul. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll also say like with what we do, we really do try to tap into that, into that, um, that part of us because that's where the, the best creation comes from. That's where the, the free flowing, uh, creative energy comes from is so when you're really surrendering to who you are and mm. and using that energy in an outward way of of being creative yeah man great great answers, answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean uh, i i i know exactly I what you guys know what are coming I said, from but, mm. but that's that creativity just flowing right through that's right, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we that's what uh, that's kind of what i was talking like that's what we're that's what we try to tap into and yeah. um that's what y'all are doing with the podcast and right. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. I'm, I'm sure you feel that same way about, about this, those endeavors that you just know are so intrinsic to who you are that you just have to do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you might not even know why sometimes you're just being called to do it because it just feels like you. Yeah. And it started, everything started with martial arts. Oh. Like that's my creative outlet. Like wow. to the extent, uh, like that's my creative outlet. Wow. I think before anything, uh, I'm a curious martial artist. Mm. And so I was obsessed, you know, for a little, for a while, for four or five years to the point I moved to Milwaukee to, to try and do it professionally. Oh, I lived in Milwaukee for a summer. Did you? Yeah, I did. In um, like New Berlin. New Berlin. Yeah. 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 I was there for an internship. It wasn't, it was cool. I was there during the summer, which is peak, peak Wisconsin time. Sure. I feel like. For sure. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I uh, had a different, I liked Milwaukee, but I think the people there sucked. And I do not care about saying Ooh. it. Y'all suck. 
Milwaukeeans. Is that what you call them? Don't come for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's like a few Milwaukeeans. Actually, a matter of fact, one of them's coming to visit here in a little a couple oh, weeks. Um, they're going to be like, so what'd outside. you say on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, because like it was it was so much fun out there and it was just me. I knew nobody. I was like, I'm mm. going to move there. F it. And uh, there was just a couple people that really, truly showed me love genuinely. Mm-hmm. And I'll never I'll never forget them for it. And then everybody, everybody else sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget about everyone else. But like... <laughs> exactly. Uh, those core people. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, that's, that's my art. And that brought me to this point. Mm. And something I'm really good at is just listening. I'm really good I at listening. I can vouch for that. <laughs> Thank you. And and just being curious about yeah. your like is for for your guys's expertise. I want to know what you guys opinions are of fashion, mm. of marketing. That's so it, it's it means more to me than me coming up with my own opinions about fashion because mm. I don't know shit. Mm. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? important. Yeah. That's so cool. I, it's that's so inspiring. Um because we're all here to learn from each other and have these conversations. Yeah. So it's really cool that you have that mindset. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And I felt, you know, in this era of like podcasting is like blown up in the last 12, 13 yeah. years. Like, it's I was so like, cool. Fuck it. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, anytime you can give someone a voice and, um, and really learn from them, like you're doing the right thing. And so we really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank likewise. you for your service. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> I learned about textiles. Hey, <laughs> it's badass. Not much, not much. We don't yeah. know. No, I took one textile class. It was a requirement. And yeah. I was just, I yeah, didn't know if anything. If you're fact, fact checking while watching this, um, we, we might, we might be getting some hey, stuff wrong. We hey, might be getting some stuff wrong. though, because y'all that's are what trying. Makes us us. Exactly. <laughs> y'all are doing your best. I don't think anybody will doubt that you are doing your damn best. Because, you know, I've had a couple of podcasts where I'm like, after I said something, I'm like, ugh. I don't know if that was a fact, right, but if, right. you know what? I don't I care, man. I'm trying. You know mm. what I mean? That's all we got to do is just try. Imperfections are the best part. Yeah. Um, what's, I mean, I guess we should just probably end on the most grand question of all time would be creativity. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Yeah, that was. Um, that was a good question. So uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say we were kind of touching on this earlier um, of the read reducing and reusing thrifting and stuff and Mm -hmm. i i really feel like a part of our mission is to kind of inspire um anybody in any industry to just use what we already have here like we have enough we already know how much uh trash we're we're creating like we like let's find a way that we can use the these discarded things and put our creative brains into using what we already have to make something new instead of making something uh, completely from scratch. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to... Agree. Yeah. And I was just... I was, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just briefly going to mention that in case anyone for some reason is like watching this and feeling overwhelmed because it is a lot of information and it can feel like a lot. This is what we specialize in and like what we're devoting our lives to right now. So, you know, it, it looks different for us. But for other people who are just getting started, it, it, it it's one small action. What what's that saying? One small, I don't know. I can't one think of the quote. One small step for mankind. Hey, one <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's actually it. Are you maybe it's really? not. Maybe it's not. No. That, that fits. Let's go with that one. Yeah, let's do it. One st- seriously though, one small step for mankind. You don't have to like yeah. put the world on your shoulders and try to do it all because mm-hmm. that's impossible. Even yeah. for us who are like like I said, devoting our lives to it. Like even if for your next event that you need new outfit for, you even try to go to the thrift store, even if you don't find anything, just making that effort to just see if you can buy a shirt or a pair of pants secondhand, like, and you do that once, that's better than nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I just want to be wary of anyone feeling like pressured to, to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one small thing. If everyone Mm -hmm. did that one small thing times what? Seven billion, eight billion, like you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, hundred percent. How yeah. old are y'all? I'll end all that. I twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, twenty seven. And and I, I hundred percent agree with you. It sounds like you and uh, y'all and and I had the same kind of mission when we were young of like literally carrying the world on our back. Yeah. And so, it, it, you know, for my younger audience, listen to them. Hundred percent correct. You do not need to do it all. Mm. You do not need to do it all because, like you said, if okay. To put it in perspective, if one person 
okay, there's 500,000 people in Kansas City, the, the city of Kansas City. If, one, if every single person put 30 minutes to an hour of community service in, uh, mm. once a week, that's 500,000 hours or 250,000 hours worth of um, labor to do just for the community. Yep. To up, it's, it's a small ask, but you know what? And to that point, though, I think the system we live in kind of encourages, encourages you to uh, be sedentary after a long work day. Mm. Mm. And get through to the next workday. Yeah. So I think there are some issues with the system itself yeah. that need to be addressed. But that's neither here nor there. It all is a community. If we're a Kansas Cityan, that means you're a Kansas Cityan along with the uh, the best parts of Kansas City and the worst parts of Kansas City. Mm. And if we're people that claim to love Kansas City, we should be looking out for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Jared, did you have? I thought you might have something no, to say. No, no, I was. No? Yeah, I was just head nodding and. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. preaching over here. I'm preaching. You're hey. Preaching over class here. Class is in session. I actually, I did just one small thing that's yeah. honestly kind of related, not related, but I was uh-huh. thinking not too long ago. I was like, it's a it's a requirement to get your license plate registration every year. It's a requirement to go to the DMV every couple of years. It should be a requirement to at least do like an hour of community service or something like pick up some trash and wherever you reside a month. Like what, what if it feels like it should, well, you know, in South Korea they do, uh, I think it was a mandatory military, uh, um, not sentence, a a mandatory military service. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. There was a UFC fighter that he's goes by the Korean zombie who, uh, he had to leave the sport for like two or three or four years because oh, wow. he had to serve his mandatory oh, uh, wow. term. Yeah, that's um, a much bigger obligation. Much bigger obligation, right? And um, interesting love. Interestingly enough, South Korea is not in nearly as much things as we put our hands in mm. as a country, mm. which I find very interesting. But neither mm. here nor there. Uh, <laughs> Nothing here nor there. Just throwing that in the pond, <laughs> that rock in the pond. Just let it sizzle. <laughs> yeah. You could do it too up with it. <laughs> uh, before we. We lo- sign off. What do you think about tri-blend t-shirts? You like tri-blend? them? Tri-blend? Tri-blends. The fabric. Oh, Are those um, like the different colored threads? Like um, heather gray? Feel, feel this shirt. Let me see. What do you think about that Oh, one? stretchy? I like stretchy? that. Yeah, so that's a lot like um, what I have on. Yeah, I, I like that fabric. Um, I don't know much about Really, like, even if you... Even if you um, do buy um something that would be considered fast fashion if you wear it a lot and you get a lot of use out of it like that that's that's really what you should it, be is tri-blend fast fashion i don't know um you know you know i'm like not it, sure i just from feeling that fabric the stretchiness in it i would mm-hmm. assume that there's some plastic in it some s- synthetic fiber yeah it's um, ra- um, rayon polyester okay, and yeah, cotton. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. rayon no good common. that's the thing yeah um 100% cotton uh, would be best. And okay. over They're time so that will, though. yeah, it's really expensive, okay. but over time that will um, disintegrate and, okay. and not be here anymore. But some yeah. of these, some of these other um, synthetic fibers will be here way, way longer than, than we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I appreciate that very much. This is yeah. the BMVT. Oh, this cool. is my, this is my yeah, shirt. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to, to you can just get yeah. your opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate that. Is that your logo? You're yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's an appropriate place to stop is on my own selfish question. Yeah. <laughs> Not selfish at all. We're learning yeah. from each other. Yeah, no doubt. We're learning. Stamp uh, of approval. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So everybody, this was a great podcast. I love this. Um, Yvonne and Mitchell, check them out. Instagram, TikTok, the website, Y-V-O-N-N-E, and A-N-D, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L. And we'll uh, drop the link below and uh, check them out. Do you? How often do y'all drop? Um, on experiments, we do at least one a week. Um, on Yvonne and Mitchell, though, that's where we post our curated collections, which is usually around once a month. And we'll oh, do cool. like big collections with 10 to 15 pieces. Okay. But the more one-off um, random stuff, that he's making is posted weekly on experiments. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm absolutely going to buy one. Uh, (laughs) yeah, honestly, I'll say I don't really do too much menswear, but Oh really? Yeah. Hit us up. Let me know. I don't want to like keep this going on, but (laughs) no menswear for me is so like experimental and, um, uh, I can, I feel like I can play around with more shapes and things. Men wears menswear is a little bit more 
traditional. traditional. Sure. And, um, he has made but, some, though. So yeah, awesome. yeah, we have some. Okay. Well, we'll, 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 we'll talk. Then, yeah, we'll yeah. talk. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, everybody check them out, please. What they're doing is amazing, uh, not only for Kansas City, but just the grand scheme of things as, as a people, okay? Um, so if you like Be More Ventures, please uh, share, uh, share the podcast. It's Be More Kansas City Podcast, Spotify, Apple. Share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, or and check bemoreventures.org if you want a. Uh, I feel almost guilty advertising the tribe. No, 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 please, please, no, <laughs> no, no, That's no, what no, I was no. saying please, earlier. Please, Don't please, feel please, guilty. Please, this is our please, lives. Yeah. But we're just living and yeah. learning. Now you're going to be more mindful. Mindfulness no doubt is about the key. it. Mindfulness well, is the key. Well, and that's the thing is, I thought I was being mindful by shopping USA. Because mm. this was from oh, uh, Bella yeah. Canvas, I think. Oh, yeah. See, that's, yeah. That is more mindful, right? Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, but there's layers, there's levels to this shit, yeah. as but you have shown even me. Even that, though, is still enough. You don't have to be perfect. I appreciate that. You don't have to be perfect. Uh, so buy the BMVT. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Support. Support the cause yeah. and the community. For real. Uh, all across the board. Everybody you've seen on this podcast is worthy of support. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. I'm going to stop rambling. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. It, yeah, that was oh, that was great. You're really? just so, so funny.